1: We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the wine. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo-boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad. All right. Welcome to the Laptop Empire show. I am your co-host i'm your co-host bobby and then we've got mike who usually does the uh the, intros, the intro so i would call him the main host the host host. Now, today he's being the sub host anyway so we've got it's me bobby it's mike and then we have our our copywriter and good friend um robert mr robert. Dude, i thought you forgot his name for a second like <laughs> no. mr I robert actually that's my full name yeah. Mr. Robert. I didn't know. I was like, does he want me to drop his last name? I don't really know how anonymous or non-anonymous you want to be. Probably not. Drop anonymous. it. Say it. Let's people know. Robert Lucas. Mr. Ooh. Robert Lucas. The third, second. Anyway, we've got Robert on. We're going to be talking about copywriting. Robert's been, how long have you been working with us at LE? Um, it's been, well, I think like only three months now. Okay. At really? Yeah. How long have you been working with me in the other business? Um, Nine months. Okay. So we're basically, I mean, we're, you know, Almost married at this point. Like long so, enough to create a human. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was gonna yeah. make a joke about that, but wasn't yeah. sure, you know. You're I... welcome. Okay. Yeah, just
2: you. learn no, all out, man. Yeah. That. Just
1: no, so fly Robert's, your freak flag uh, on this show. Robert, uh he's he's joining us because he he's good, he's a good copywriter, and uh among other things, but you know, he's uh he's good at copywriting, he likes raw milk. Um, seems like an exercise outdoor kind of guy, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah. And uh, and it just felt like it would be a good mix to have him on the show with us. I had some raw milk this morning, actually, about an hour
2: ago. I knew it. Yeah. Robert, like, I, I didn't notice this the last episode I did with Bobby, but, like, his hat selection today, it's like his head disappears oh, into the wall. Bobby's hat? Yeah. You know, notice yeah, that? I didn't, didn't notice that earlier. I haven't
1: seen before. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am going to be posing that probably <clears throat> today, hopefully, I'm going to be painting my wall, so... Uh, if everybody notices, I don't have, I've got the most garbage background here of anybody. Uh, Robert has. I just don't moss. know how I didn't notice your. I don't know if it's hand. that bad. It might, honestly, it might be the bokeh effect, but this has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about. But yeah, anyway, totally I'm going to be doing a, I'm going to be though. doing, uh, you know, I'm going to have a new background soon. Uh, I have the garbage with the, with, I've got holes in the wall that have been covered up, but soon I'm going to have the dopest and illest of all backgrounds, Mine or next to Robert's moss behind him. So. Um, today, we're going to be talking about AI. And this is something that is like, you see this, I feel like this pops up every once in a while, probably every like year. There's like a, an AI scare in the digital marketing community. And then everybody's like, oh, this is it. It's finally happening. We're going to the whatever. And all the all the writers, all the copywriters are toast. And then it doesn't seem to happen. But I'm curious, like with ChatGPT, I think it's called, and I have not used this yet. I've just seen it on Twitter a lot. Like, I want to get Robert's thoughts, get Mike's thoughts on this. Where, Like, what are well, you you're making making it? it
2: what, you're making it sound like it isn't really happening. But I mean, I thought the whole part of this episode was a live firing of Robert because we don't need him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know,
1: honestly, um, have I told you the story about how the guy quit in front of the entire team in the other business? I probably haven't. Or maybe I did. I don't know. It's so, Oh, yeah. We had a guy come in. Yeah, we had a sales guy come in and then quit in front of everybody. Um.
2: Oh, so geez. Robert would be
1: outdoing that by quitting in front of the entire uh the entire he would audience. be quitting. He
2: would be saying, Hey, yeah, we have AI, yeah. we don't need you anymore. That would, man, that would
0: really that would be like, I'm not saying it would be a career ruiner, but it would be close. It'd be hard to get <laughs> from that. Like if every time someone Googled my name, there was this video where you guys were like, Yeah, we're gonna replace you with a robot.
2: Guy is fired nice. on live podcast show because of oh, AI replaced by AI. That would, uh, that would I couldn't good. do it. I couldn't do it. Too. Well, not, I
0: mean, if you two, have to, that's okay.
2: I'm not saying I'm the nicest guy on the planet, but like that would I just couldn't do it. I wouldn't have the heart for it. It would be next but, level. <clears throat> but if he doesn't show up for another episode, you know what happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> dang. read between the lines. Well. <laughs>
1: Now we what have to you get thinking? you on for
2: another episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, seriously. So what do you think about it? Like I mean what yeah. I mean, AI, all that, like where I don't know. Where, where is that going? Do you yeah. think? So I haven't
0: I haven't played with chat GPT. I haven't done a ton with AI in terms of copywriting. I am interested in it. I think the way that I'm seeing it used currently, sort of in like the online marketing circles that I run in is that people are using it for like volume of content right? So it's not necessarily being used really well at this point for like direct response copywriting. So like you're at this point, I don't think you're going to see chat GPT, write Like a really convincing sales letter. You're not going to see it write Super convincing sales emails or Facebook ads or anything like that. I think at this point, I think it's a good tool for like Content generation, if what you're going for is volume as opposed to maybe like the highest quality content. Um, And I think it's a good tool for like idea generation. Um, So I was actually talking to a friend last night who's a musician and he's working on an album. And he was like, Yeah, I was using AI tools to like generate some lyrics and like spark some new ideas. And so I think that concept can apply to the world of copywriting and marketing too. So like at this point, I don't think unless you're like, you know, unless you're sort of a content mill type writer where you're just like spitting out tons of volume without focusing too much on the quality, I don't think AI is going to replace your job at this point. Um, I think eventually maybe, but yeah, right I now, <laughs> for idea generation
1: and volume. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, that's interesting. I don't, I don't think, I don't actually know how I feel about it because it's like, it is clearly getting more advanced. I just have no idea when it comes to like, we talk about email campaigns and like what we're going to send and like how, do, how does it get this, how could you implement the strategy part of it and kind of the nuance and the storytelling? Like, can it get that advanced? And I have no idea but it's like describing what it looks like. It's like, there's a lot to it. And it's, it's way more advanced this time around from what I've seen it spit out than any other time I've seen. So does it just keep exponentially getting better or does it just always never hit that human element? It's a great question.
0: And I I mean, I think like, if it gets to the point where it can do big picture strategy, then like, I mean, I don't think it's just copywriters that have to worry about their jobs. You know, I think it's- (laughs) a lot of other people in the economy too, right? Like if it gets to that level. So sort of the way that I'm like viewing my role as a copywriter right now, like with AI and these things coming out is that like, that just means that I can't only be doing lower level stuff. I have to be thinking strategy. I have to be thinking like, how can I be more of a consultant to clients who, who does copy and where like copy is part of the service that I provide, but I'm not just an order taker who's spitting out words, right? Like I'm sort of like a trusted advisor who's, who's doing the strategy
1: as well.
2: Well, even if you are just providing copy, copywriters aren't just writing, they're researching, they're coming up with ideas. There is the strategy element like you have to understand the numbers you know like there's so much more to it because i mean if you're just writing without researching as a copywriter then you're not a great copywriter right like i the, so i just to me that element is i just don't see that being replaced right because a lot of times copywriters come in and they're able to even if they know nothing about the audience they know nothing about the niche they know how to research and they are able to uncover and understand the customer better than the the owner of the business does in a lot, a lot of times. And so I, I don't see that any time in the near future being replaced by, by AI or automation, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than just like putting words on the page. There's sort of like an intuitive aspect of it as well. And being able to research and figuring out like how to connect what you're selling with what the audience is actually looking for. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's a lot to copywriting and there's there's a lot at this point that I don't believe that AI can do.
2: Well, and, and what about voice, right? Like we have a lot of discussions about voice, especially with there being two of us in the business and you, and like, you know, we have conversations around like, well, I wouldn't say it that way. Like here's, you know, and like, you don't, I don't, I don't know how you would teach that to a computer.
0: Yeah. I I have no idea. Um, yeah, I think voices, and this is something that um, Chris Orzakowski, I think, did. And because he's done some videos and some stuff with like AI and chat GPT. And I think that's one of the things. Even um, Laura Belgray, if you guys are familiar with her, um, she did, I think she did a video or something on it. Um, and basically, like the copy that that it spits out, or at least that, that I've seen it do, is not very voicey, so to speak. Sure. Like it's, it's kind of boring. Um, so yeah, that part of it isn't there yet either.
1: So uh, you do something, one of the things that you've done in both of the businesses that you've come into, like you do a lot of the automation stuff, which I didn't expect. I actually remember being like, wait, I didn't realize he was going to build out the automations to like do you think that that's part like <laughs> it? Do you is that something that copywriters should be doing? Generally, I mean it. Like I know that's kind of a big question, maybe, but like you do, you you tend to do more than like the average what I would say like freelance copywriter would do. Yeah, so I
0: would say like from what I've seen, so I've been freelancing for like five years now. And so like back when I started, like it was enough just to write copy. Like if all you wanted to do was write emails all day, you could. Um, And as I've progressed and maybe it's just the stage that I'm in, but it seems to me like, you know, after learning copy, sort of the next big thing was email list management. Right. Where it's like, not only are you writing the copy, you are sending the emails, you're monitoring the results, you're setting up the automations, you're messing around with deliverability and making sure that emails are landing in the primary inbox and all of that. And now, what I'm seeing is a lot of copywriters and marketers in general moving more into sort of the like, um, strategy space or like the conversion rate optimization or the just the bigger picture marketing thing and so i think i think if you are a copywriter and and all you're doing right now is writing copy i think that's a great place to start but i think that's what it is it's you know you have to keep learning you have to keep growing you have to keep expanding your skills because yeah if if all you want to do is is write emails or sales pages or whatever, that's going to get harder and harder to do unless you are one of these like A-list copywriters who is sort of at the top of their game and has sold hundreds of million dollars of, of products and all of that. So I think that sort of gig will still be possible, but only at the highest, highest levels.
2: Or at the lowest, right? Like you're just not yeah. able to command the same kind of fees. I don't know. I This is something like I've always felt really strongly about like just with the digital marketing space in general is your work is so results dependent. And so I think there's the baseline of like, this is what you're expected to do as a freelance digital marketer or copywriter or whatever. And then I think there's, but here are the things that you should do if you want to maintain control of the results, which means more client retention, and And commanding higher feeds, and so, like if you're you know you mentioned just the management, right? sending it, ensuring deliverability, and all of those kind of things. If you were a mediocre copywriter and then you added that element, you are going to have higher open rates and higher conversion rates, so you're going to be perceived as better than you are. Mm-hmm. Why would you not do that? in my opinion, right? if you are this is a big one for me when we're running ads, it's like I can run ads and provide leads to people all day long. But what I learned really quickly is that doesn't mean that they are going to be able to convert those leads. They don't know how to manage a sales pipeline, how to follow up, how to convert, how to handle the problems that come up. And they're hiring me to provide leads, but they're staying with me if they're getting sales, right? And so you want, as a marketer, of any kind, a freelance of any kind, you want to have as much control over the results as you possibly can, right? And that's why it's a, bi- a big thing for me like when when people come in, like I, I don't want your, your landing page. I don't want your funnel. If you're going to work with me, you're going to use my funnel that I know works. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave my success and my reputation and whether I get fired or not based on some funnel that you got from some social media guru that may or may not work. Now yep. we can test it. And if it's better, then cool. Like I've learned and created better systems from things that clients have brought to me, but we're not going to just assume that's going to work. And so I think like there's a lot to that as well. Like you're, when you're coming in, like even with an automation, making sure it's set up properly, determining like what is in the automation, being able to see the statistics so that way you can fix it. You're ensuring that your clients get results, which means they stay, which means you make more money, which means you can charge more. Like it all adds up. So like if that's if you're in a results-based business, like you can't just build a true business off of delivering the service. You have to get control of the results.
0: Yeah. And I think like one of the beliefs that I fell into early in my copywriting career was that if you're a good enough copywriter, you can sell anything. And that's just, it's not true. Um, And what I've realized, you know, as I've progressed is that copy is one piece of the puzzle, right? And like, Mm -hmm. if you have the best copy in the world, but it's a bad offer, or if the, the tech doesn't work, or if something else is off, like, it doesn't matter how good the copy is, it's not going to work. Um, And so once you sort of realize that, and once you realize that clients stay with you, if you help them get results, it becomes sort of a no brainer to like, insert yourself into these other areas of the funnel and parts of the business to make sure that like, everything is operated, operating correctly, so that your copy has the best chance of actually converting and getting results for people.
2: Do you? work with your client. I mean, I know you're involved in a lot with us when we're talking about offers and structure. And I, I think that was, I mean, from my perspective, like that was what we wanted. But when you go in and you start working with new client, do you start with the offer? Like, do you go in and say like, Hey, I think we need to make changes to this offer. Cause I know I do that, my agency, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm curious, like, because that's so important. Like you can't sell a turd. You just right. can't. So is that something when you're when you're working? Or are you making sure you're just selecting the clients that you know can be successful? Or are you going in and actually helping them to make it better? Or are you just they're I don't know, like what's your process there?
0: Yeah. So it depends on the type of client. Like I'm typically not gonna work with a client if they have like a garbage product or like if it just mm-hmm. doesn't work or if I don't believe in it for for some reason. Sure. Um, But all my clients right now are retainer clients. And so like they, they have like proven offers and products. And so at this point, I'll do like, we'll consult on like specific promotions or like offers within the business. Um, But at this point, like most of the people I work with, I'm not coming in saying like, hey, we need to rethink this entire thing. Um, because typically like, I think I'm lucky in that most of my clients come to me through referrals and things like that. So it's rare that like, I'll have sort of a somebody with like a garbage product come and, and want to work with me. So that's, I'm sure. a little blessed in that regard.
2: What you got, Bobby, oh, you were leaning
1: in, like you had something. You're, you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah thank you truly (laughs) no i mean robert does a ton like i mean he i think he's gonna do he's doing a lot in the in the laptop empires but like over a millennium money man like he's been i would say like very involved with the offers and this like how we even just start the products from the beginning like more so that like i mean it's a lot i mean it's pretty pretty in depth so
0: yeah, well, and I just think like if you if you're gonna be sort of in the game for a long time as a copywriter, like you you kind of have to get to that point and it just makes your job easier, right? Like part of it for me, like helping with offers and and things like that is like it makes writing the copy easier. like it's easier mm-hmm. to sell a good offer than a bad one. Um, sure. so, it's it's kind of a no-brainer, I think, once you sort of wrap your head around this full picture of, like, I'm paid to get people results, and copy is one component of that. I want to be as good at that as I can be, but I also need to make sure these other boxes
1: are checked as well. Interesting. What, what's the worst product you've ever sold? I don't know about the worst product I've ever sold.
0: I think, like, the... I don't like one of my, one of my first clients, um, was actually (laughs) a company my dad works at. It's a boiler company. And so I was writing like articles about industrial boilers and like the processes that make industrial boilers work. And so that wasn't the best. I've also, I've written for a industrial carpet cleaning company before that really sucked. That sounds awful. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. It was not fun. So I've had a lot of good clients, but I've had a a couple where it's just like you'd rather pull your teeth out than doing it.
1: Yeah. How did, I, I don't even know how, how you got it into feeling. copywriting. I guess I should. I was talking about like interviews and stuff. I don't even remember interviewing you. Did Did I interview you? <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I you feel sorry. Like, yeah. I think I did. Did I no,
2: you
0: it? you did. You did. You you and Michael did. I honestly like chris's recommendation carried a lot of that weight sure. i think yeah. had uh, had yeah. chris yeah. was not been like hey you should work with this guy i think our interview would have
2: been more intensive um, I, I i will say that that was a big part of it because i remember when you were hiring him bobby i remember you being like hey chris said this this, and this and like describe this guy and he's like you were like i feel pretty confident like he's going to be the right fit and that was before you talked to him it was just based on your conversation with chris and then after you talked to him you're like yeah i'm hiring because i think i don't i think you had other things lined up but then you talked to
1: robert and you're like yep this will work uh i had a bunch of people <clears throat> show interest in the gig cuz if i remember correctly chris like blasted it out to his email list mm-hmm. and then you robert i remember this now you wrote the best uh email to me to, and I can't remember exactly, I want to, I should pull it up and just see what it said. It was really good though. It was like really convincing of like, oh man, he's a, he's a good copywriter. Like the email that you wrote to me about why I should pick you as a copywriter was just really, it was really good. And so I was like, okay, he's probably pretty solid. And so nice. I had a feeling that I was going to hire you before I even, I don't even know how many people I talked to, probably not that many. Cause I was like, uh, you know, cause some people sent some pretty rough emails to me. Right. So that, that, I think that was pretty interesting it was that like a straight, I guess that was like a strategic thing on your part.
0: Yeah. Well, as, as I can remember it, it was like, I think in Chris's email, he basically said, you know, he was like, yeah, like Bobby's looking for like these things. Right. And so I basically just made sure that in the email that I sent to you, that I hit on those points of like, here's how I meet this qualification and this one. And then I remember like, including some results as well. So like. Yeah, I think the combination of those probably helped my case. Okay. I
1: just uh you pulled it up. I just pulled it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. It didn't it didn't hurt that Chris this is why, dude, this is why you got to get good friends to, yeah. to hype you up. He said literally, Robert is my protege. Um, he's one of the most talented writers I've worked with. He was the first writer I hired at my agency he's going to be one of, if not the top candidate for this role. So that was like the first email that I got. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh man, that's pretty solid. And then you really hooked it up. Yeah. yeah. You put like a, you put some smiley faces in here. Uh,
2: But that goes to like what Bobby was saying about, like, you got to get some good friends. Like that, that is so important. Like, you know, people talk about like your network is your net worth. Like, and people think that just means, Oh, I need to connect with all these people. That's not how it works it's when you just like get to know people and become friends with them and like give them massive value. Like those are the people that determine your net worth because they're the ones that will sing your praises and recommend you to everybody, you know? And like Chris, we have that relationship with him or we send him people, he sends us people and all those kind of things. You built that, you know, just the same way I have, people that are like how you and Chris were. So like you're building that reputation by the work that you did for him. Right. And like, I have people that like, that's what I did for them, you know? And so I think that's, you know, for those people listening, like, it's not just about being social and getting to know a lot of people. It's like, who do you make friends with in the industry? Like, that's the key. Do you guys know the story of how like Chris and I got connected? No. Uh, Tell us about your first date.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How did <laughs> so, you? <see> <laughs> so we both swipe right.
2: <laughs> did he wine and dine you? <laughs>
0: no. So all right. So this is back in 2018. Um, I had a friend who. Have you guys heard of like National Novel Writing Month, where it's basically like in November, people who are writers like try to write a novel, an entire novel in one month.
2: That sounds horrible.
0: (laughs) No, I have not. I have not Not heard of that. So I have a friend who's a writer and he was like, Hey, we should do something like this. Like it doesn't have to be, you write a novel, but we should take on like a challenging, um, creative project for the month of November. And so I thought about it and I was, I was a copywriter at this time and I was really interested in sales pages, but I wasn't getting a lot of sales page projects from my clients. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna like build up my portfolio so that people actually start paying me to do this. And so I said, I'm gonna write like a sales page per day for 29 days in a row during the month of November. And so that's what I did. Like each day during November, I sat down, I wrote like, I tried to keep them around a thousand words. So they're probably more landing pages than sales pages, but nonetheless, I did that. 29 days in a row, I started my email list and I grew it to like a whopping three people. And so Chris, I didn't realize it, but Chris was one of the three people who was on my email list. And so I finished the month, I, I write all those sales pages and I basically forget about it until January. And so in January, I get a Facebook notification where someone's like, Hey, Chris orzakowski is like calling you out in in his blog post he says that like you should start emailing your list again and so I was like who's Chris orzakowski and I went and I looked at the blog post and it was basically him saying like yeah I followed along as this guy was doing this he quit emailing his list which is a shame because like if he kept it up he might be like a household name in the copywriting world and I was like crap he he is kind of calling me out so I reached out to Chris and that was basically like how we got connected. And then a few months later, like, I went through his coaching program and we just became buds, but it was like, it wasn't just sort of like the networking that I was doing. You know, I wasn't like, right. Hey Chris, what's up? Let's hang out. Like I did the work and I really like showed that I was willing to like bust my ass to make stuff happen. And I think Chris saw that and that's yeah. sort of like how we,
2: became friends. So that's interesting. Cause that's similar to like how I met Chris, right? Like he did a, we were in Dan Meredith's coffee with Dan group and Dan a couple times a year, everybody calling me when they know I'm busy. What's up? Um, you know, a couple times a year, Dan would do this like free shit Friday thing. And you could offer whatever you wanted as a way to like get out there. <clears throat> and Chris did a, a copywriting call, like an email marketing call. And I, I don't, really, my goodness, how do I turn my phone off? (laughs) It's on silent. How's it ringing? Anyway. So he was like, um, I hopped on and I did that uh, with him. And then I started implementing what I learned on the call to my list. And I shared the results with him. And like, that was what started it because it was like, I got some free value from him and then implemented it and then came back to him and said, look what I did with what you taught me. And then he was like, oh, that's cool. Keep me in the loop. And then he started like teaching me we went back and forth and we just, and then we became friends and I started helping him with stuff. And so I think that's an You I mean, you weren't like going to him to do that. Like you were doing this on your own, which I think is fantastic. But like people, if you get free advice from somebody like Implement it and tell them about it because most people don't implement even paid advice. So if you show somebody like, I took your system and I got results from it, they're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to maybe interview you. Like that's a great, great way to get to know people. But that's how did you get on your list? If you had three people, that's crazy.
0: I think I, I think I shared it in a copywriting group, but like at that time, I think one of the things you go through as a beginning copywriter is sort of this phase where you're like, am I any good at this? And so I had a bunch of self doubt about whether I was actually good at writing or not. And so I didn't promote that probably as much as I should have. Um, and so I think I just posted like once and Chris was one of the people who hopped on my email list, but I think the, I don't know. I think the takeaway here from like what we're talking about with this is like the way to stand out is to like actually do the work. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, like if you're just getting into something, you you think there's some sort of like secret method or or process for getting something done. And like, sure, maybe people who are at a really high level do have processes, but the most effective thing is to just sit down and actually do the work because that's going to get you 80% of the results.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Bobby, you got something? Cause if not, I
1: do, I didn't want to interrupt. Well, you. actually I was, I was curious about when Chris called you out and you said you like reached out to him. Like, what did you say to him? Were you like, Hey bro, shut up. You <laughs> have <what>? feelings. <laughs> you,
2: keep, you right. name, keep my name out of your mouth. No, keep my you said a of mean mouth.
1: thing on the internet, dude. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say to him? it's
2: too bad. Like that didn't happen like years later. Cause it would have been great if he's like, I just sent him like a picture of like Will Smith hitting Chris rock to keep my name out of your mouth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, what did I say? I commented on the blog post and was basically like, Hey, like I'm the dude, this lit a fire under my ass. Like I'm, I'm going to start, you know, writing again and emailing my list and all that. Um, and I forget exactly how I got his email, but I emailed him um, and he was like, yo, let's hop on a call. Like, let's talk. So then we just did like a 30-minute intro call and one thing led to another.
1: Okay. That's way less spicy than I was kind of thinking. One I, was, I just thought another. you ought to, you know, but like, hey, no. hey, you keep talking and I'm going to shut you up. That's I'm <laughs> I <laughs> mean I thought you were going to say that to him, but I don't know if I'd fight Chris. I, I was about to say. I couldn't, I couldn't win a fight against no. Chris. There's no freaking
2: way. He's... <clears throat> Well, there is an element to that, though, right? Like, I think you just, I mean, you're just like, he called me out and like that motivated you. Like, yeah. I think that's an interesting, like, I think that that is one of those like entrepreneur genes. You know, Bobby and I always talk about like the hater aid or whatever. Like, if somebody says you can't do something, like, how many stories of entrepreneurs is like, so, oh, so and so didn't think I could do this and like, I'm going to show them. <laughs>
0: like, I did it anyway. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, that is interesting. Well,
0: and also like, I'm not, I'm not like a super confrontational person, especially on the internet, you know? So it's like, there's in like, it was pretty clear from like, going to the site and stuff like that. Like, Oh, this guy's a little further along than I am, you know? So it's like, you sort of have to recognize like the, the game that you're playing and there's no benefit for me to get my feelings hurt about being called out. You know, the sure. benefit isn't like kind and that of. it
2: wasn't like a bad call out. It was exactly. Like a, this it was. guy's going to miss an opportunity. It was nice. It felt really cool for
0: him to say, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy actually, I feel like is pretty good. And so yeah. for me, yeah, it wasn't even really like a shot to the ego. It was just like, oh, someone noticed, you know? You yeah.
1: Be, you might be too friendly, to be honest with you. Cause okay. we got that troll guy in the in Money Man, Mr. Poopity Pants or whatever. Who are you're friends, friends with me. now. I love it. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Can you explain? Because I don't remember what the first email the guy sent was, <clears throat> but it was something. Yeah. So basically, we have a guy
0: on the email list. I think he might be on both the Millennial Money Man and the LE email list. Is he migrated? Uh, yeah, I, I think he's, he's one of our crossovers. And every email we send, he replies with um pee-pee. Like P-E-E-P-E-E. That's it. Nothing else. That's the only thing he says.
2: I wonder how many people he does this to. Like, do you think that he's got like a key bind and it's like he's on 10 newsletters and he sends this to all of them? Like, or is it like, are we just treated special because you responded? Right.
0: I hope we're like his favorite newsletters that he trolls. I
2: think so. but can it you escalate? Can we though. get this guy on the show? Can you like start angling to get this guy on the show so we can put a face did, to it? because like, him and I. We we traded um,
0: poems. And blows. We blows. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote him like a pee pee poo
1: poo poem, and he. I think he responded. Yes. <laughs> he yeah. did. He wrote. You wrote a haiku to him, and he wrote a haiku back to you. But it was called pee pee poo poo.
2: And like honestly. This just became the episode that, like, my children could never listen to because my boys would just start saying pee pee poo poo and butts. And that would, you know, it's, yeah. Oh, well, they've got my daughter, like, saying fart like 10 times a day.
0: Fart is yeah. just a funny word. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, this is real. I mean, it's like, how great story. is this so, to a place? Yeah. I, I just love that, like, that's, I get I get paid to write a PP poo-poo haiku to this guy on the email list. Like that's awesome. I would have never imagined that.
2: I just I wanna meet I wanna meet this guy and I wanna talk to him because I wanna understand the mindset behind this. Like, is he just is he sitting at his computer in like dim light with a stack of bud light cans, like yeah. saying poo-poo in response to people's emails? Like why why? Like that's never, that's never crossed my mind where I'm like, I'm going to respond to this email. Like I, I think he probably
1: feels like he's being funny, which he actually, I think he actually is. It is. Yeah. Um, If I had to guess, if I had, I mean, maybe we do get him on the show someday, but I had, I think that he's probably sitting in maybe like a cubicle or some kind of job that, that is kind of boring. And he's just doing it to entertain himself. If I had, if I had my guess.
2: Yeah. You know, we're making these assumptions. He's probably like independently wealthy sitting on his yacht and is like, I'm yeah. just gonna I, I don't have to make money, so I'm gonna spend my day messing with people.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is one of those situations where like the mystery is always gonna be better than their reality. Yeah. So like oh, yeah. I kind of yeah. never want to meet him, like I and I never <laughs> want him to send a legitimate response.
2: And like now I'd is see- where you actually get fired. It's not the AI, it's because you just ruined this opportunity for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I uh, that's probably true. Because it's probably not as interesting or funny of a story as I, I think you're I think you're maybe
2: right it's maybe it's the squatty potty person.
1: Could be. The squatty
2: potty person. Yeah. Like I was just thinking the independently wealthy, and I was like, the squatty oh, dude. maybe it's yeah. the squatty potty dude okay to bring this back yeah get it out of here I, I i mean i did i had some you know like i had some questions about the ai thing but i i, I did what i wanted to get to and now Whoa. we've already lost everybody so this will totally lose its effectiveness but like we just you know we, we've got a new product here at laptop empires 2k copywriter that you're coaching um that we're really excited about and i'm, I'm not going to make this whole thing a plug but you know whatever we don't have any advertisers right now and and it's our thing so you know, if you don't like it, shove off. Um, <laughs> but we've got this product. It's awesome. And uh, it's, we, you know, giving other people or giving people another option for how to make money. Like we've really, you know, we've had over 6,000 students that have learned. Digital marketing, in particular running Facebook ads for client for clients. But, you know, we have people that they're like, look, this sounds like a great opportunity, but it doesn't sound like the right fit for me. And so this felt like a very natural to us. We have a lot of people that have become copywriters from that, where they've that's they've discovered copy and a passion for that. But when we were talking, the three of us about this product and putting it together, one of the things that got me most excited about it was like, your take on client acquisition and what to do and how to land clients when you don't have any experience what made me think about this because i was not going to talk about the program at all but like can you give people a little insight into what you teach in 2k copywriter about that and you touched on this a little bit about like your your daily sales thing but you've got this strategy around doing the work and building the portfolio even before you have the experience and you have the clients, I think it's incredibly valuable. And you know what, like give it away for free because most people aren't going to do it. Yeah. So most people are going to be lazy, but it goes to like what I said about, you know, if somebody gives you free advice and you implement it and tell them like if somebody's paying attention to this episode, they are going to do what you're about to say. And they're going to make money and they're going to tell you about it. And good things are going to happen. Right. Right. Like, so walk us through that a little bit because I think it's incredibly valuable.
0: Yeah, so my overarching philosophy when it comes to client acquisition is like, I mean, honestly, just like work harder than everyone else and just like be more intentional. Um, I think, and I don't know if this is the case anymore because I don't like run in these circles as much, but like when I was getting started in copywriting, like my first few years, it felt to me like everyone sort of had something against free work. And it's like, don't do work for free. Like your, your work has value and all of that. And I think that's kind of bullshit if like when you're starting out, because it's like, if you don't have results, if you don't have a portfolio yet, if you've never gotten paid to do this, like your work, like physically tangibly doesn't have any value yet. Cause you've never gotten paid to do it. So mm-hmm. my, my whole philosophy is like, sit down, like gain the skill of, of copywriting, learn, learn the basics, learn how to do it and build an impressive portfolio on your own time for free. Do it for legitimate clients, like do spec for clients that you would like to work for. Say, say you want to work with marketing agencies, find a local marketing agency and go on their website and see who their clients are and say, okay, I'm going to write um, you know, a couple sales emails for their client that I know this company works with, and so you take the time you actually write those emails, and you don't you don't call it done there. So at that point, you then record a video walkthrough of of this document and show show this potential client like, hey XYZ agency, I wrote these emails for for your client. I was on your website. I saw that you guys work with this company. I wrote these emails for them. I just wanted to send these over and give you a walkthrough of, you know, my thought process with these. And so you go the extra mile of, of walking through that, those portfolio pieces and showing, Hey, here's why I chose this subject line. Here's why I kept it, you know, to this many words. Here's why I opened the email and this way, here's why I did this here. And so you really give them insight into your philosophy. So you don't just show them hey, I can create this finished product. You show them the sort of inner workings of the process of here's how I actually think about this and get it done. And then you send that to them, the whole thing, the the video and the document so that you're going the extra mile and so that they can see and hear that you actually know what you're talking about. Because I think there are a ton of people out there who want to be copywriters and it makes sense it's an awesome job i love it um but like most of them aren't willing to actually get on camera and and talk through the process of of writing copy and thinking intentionally about this stuff and so yeah my my whole philosophy with client acquisition is like there are a ton of ways to do it, but I think the the main thing is like you just have to be willing to sit down and and do the work for free and show people that you actually know what you're talking about before you try to get them to pay you.
2: so you're you want to work with a course creator coach, you know, not to get you fired for the third time on this episode, but like, yeah, yeah. If somebody was a copywriter and they wanted to work with Bobby and I, they would go and find one of our products and be like, Hey, um, you know, I wrote an example promo for you. This is a two day flash sale. Here's the emails break down how many you did per day, how each email works, send that to them. They use it. Don't use it. Potentially you get work. Like what? I guess, you know if, if you do that, uh, what's, what's the move after you deliver this? Like, mm-hmm. are you following up? Are yeah. you, um, how are you utilizing that if you don't get it? Like, is this almost like a, an outreach thing where you're just trying to do it to multiple people or are you using those materials even if they don't take it in your portfolio somehow?
0: yeah so you're using those materials even if they don't take it in your portfolio because it's like you've you've done the work it's Mm -hmm. quality um and you have like good sort of ancillary content around it with the walkthrough video so you're using that in your portfolio um and yeah when you send it to these people you're saying you know Hey, use this, don't use it, do whatever you want. If you don't hear back from them, yeah, you follow up every three, four days, either until they respond or tell you to, you know, go crawl in a hole and leave them alone. Um, so, yeah, is that, did I answer all your questions?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's one. Okay, I, cool. think so. cool. Cool. I think so. So, was yeah, the last th-
1: question that you wanted, was that you saying, I don't want any more questions at all? <clears throat> I'll I'll take some more if, if you have them. Okay. Is
2: there anything that either of you want to talk about? I mean, I it's funny because we started off, we're like, we're gonna talk about AI and chat GDP GDP, GPD, GPT. I I don't know. Oh yeah. wow, I didn't even that get the AI. letters right. GDP. So
1: I could talk to yeah, Robert I mean, all day. Yeah. Yeah. I do I talk mean, to so, Robert all day. Okay. Oh, yeah, we I'm do good. many days. Many days. Yeah. yeah. No, I know Robert. I talked to Robert so much. I don't have any, I guess, necessary questions left for you. I think like I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that we could talk about, but most of it's not copywriting. I feel like everything I talk to you about is like raw milk or liver King or um, <laughs> something totally unrelated to marketing. So I don't know if we want to add that into the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah
0: I mean, I think like just to sort of like put a bow, because I know we want to touch on the AI stuff. So like to put a bow on that, I think, I think before long it will likely re- some of like the the very entry level like content maybe copywriter stuff um but i think if you are if you're constantly learning about like the the world of marketing if you're constantly improving your copywriting skills if you're figuring out basically how you can Help your clients even more and insert yourself into the big picture of their marketing, then I think like you'll be just fine. And I think like at the point where AI overtakes anything like that, we have bigger problems than you know, oh, what's happening in the world of digital marketing? So, really, like the bottom line is like AI is a tool, you can use it to further your career. I don't think like if if you don't want to put in the work of like learning and growing then maybe it's something to worry about but like if you're if you're kind of in it for the long haul and you're like yeah I actually want to improve and and continue learning then I think I think you'll be just as fine as anyone else and that's what I'm banking on at least
2: i think i think use it as a prompt Right, like I, I maybe this is something I should look like, look at. But when I write ads, I don't start with a blank page because I I'm not I I have a hard time starting with a blank page. So I do research and I look at what other people are do do, and I try to take a line or a framework or, uh, you know whatever an idea, and use that as my starting point. And I think you could probably do the same thing with the AI where you could ask that question or tell it to create the thing and then use that as your launching off point. But, you know, we were talking about this like with copywriters, but if you're a coach or something, like, especially if you're a business coach or that's your positioning yourself that way, like you need to be really careful because you run the risk of potentially, you know, Bobby and I, we were talking about plagiarism, like that being, like it's being pulled from different sources, but you you also just run the risk of ruining your reputation. Like if you're if there's no consistency and there's no voice to your content, then people aren't going to follow you and they're not going to trust you. And you know, I'm seeing a lot of really young coaches on create platforms and they're talking about like here's how I'm using this to create content and all this and they're basically saying like I'm using this to create my stuff. Like that's damaging to your reputation. (laughs) I don't know how you don't like see that. Like maybe you're, you're trying to get people to do something and gain a following, but like that following isn't going to buy from you because if they're buying from you to get your advice and your knowledge, and you're saying like, I don't have any unique thought of my own. I have to rely on a robot to create my content. Then how does that help you? I I just think that people don't think through that kind of stuff. So I'm not worried about it because I feel like a lot of people are going to use it and they're going to, hurt their business. Like we've mm. seen that Bobby of like people that are you know it used to be just people copying, <laughs> right? But now it's we all have the same AI post. Yeah. So,
0: I yeah, just I think easy. you're yeah, I think you're spot on with that. I think that's exactly right.
1: I don't know. It's one of those things, man. I they've been talking about like restaurants completely replacing employees with machines for most of my adult life. <laughs> Maybe even longer than that. And it still hasn't happened at scale. I think these things just take like way, way longer. So I don't know. It's happened
2: like... to a pretty big degree at McDonald's, though. Like
1: well, I mean I'm, I can see
2: which that, is interesting. But... I'd never I'm not a big McDonald's person, but I got kids and they want happy meals. So I walked into McDonald's for the first time in years and was like, okay, there's a person at the window, a person doing the fries. And a person taking – well, not even a person taking payment, just a person delivering the bag because they got the touch screen. So, I mean that was int- – I didn't know yeah. that.
1: <laughs> but I mean how long has that taken though? Like they've been talking oh, about that for so, so – Probably
2: long. forever. It so, was just like you know, when yeah. there's a five-year gap between you walking into a McDonald's, like it is –
1: whoa. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. what happened here? <laughs> but I mean that but, yeah, I guess right. my point is like these things probably will happen, like maybe 50, 70 – 90 years from now, like, yeah, maybe there won't be copywriters and maybe they're like, I don't know, but these things take a very, very long time. And if you're not able to find some kind of space for yourself to make money, then I mean, all of entrepreneurship is basically just pivoting over and over and over and over again and to continue to find
2: your spot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause even, even when you find your thing and you do well with that, like it doesn't stay for very long. Like you have to continue to to move and pivot. So it's the same thing with, with this, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too, it's like, I think the way that I would view it, if I were someone who was like interested in getting into to copywriting right now and is like, is it is there even a point? I would say, yeah, it's like copywriting is your entry point into this world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing and online business. And it's like a foundational skill that you sort of have to know, <laughs> and understand. And that also by learning it, you understand all these other parts of how a funnel works you understand like marketing psychology and you you begin to understand the economics of of how you know businesses work and so i think it's it's a foundation that you then build onto and and grow your skills even more so that yeah like ai is coming but by the time that it does you'll be positioned as an expert to where it's going to be a lot more difficult for AI to touch the work that you do.
2: Even no matter what you want to do in online business, you would really benefit yourself to learn copywriting. Like, so even if you, like, for example, like if you're like, oh, I'm thinking about wanting to be a freelance copywriter. Even if you decided to go down that route and found out it wasn't for you, that just gave you a massive leg up on anything else you could possibly do. Even if your entire business becomes content creation podcasting video content whatever and you're not writing it affects how you talk it affects how you plan content how you frame things it, it affects your I'm, I'm I'm sorry your titles on your videos it's one of the most important things in the entire video like it's it's arguably more important than what you're putting into the video as far yeah. as getting eyeballs on it so, so yeah, I, you know, you're you're not going to get replaced anytime soon and you benefit from like actually learning copy instead of relying on tools to begin with.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it, it teaches you how to communicate in a way that gets people to pay attention. And at the end of the day, that's one of the, as, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as just the human being who interacts with other people, it's like one of the most valuable things you can learn. 100%.
2: And on that, I'm going to go ahead and put a bow on this because I think that the Rebus could just keep talking all day long. So, yeah. Robert, where can they find you besides in the uh, LE L- newsletter?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, I would appreciate it if everyone would respond to the next uh, Laptop Empires email with PP or poop poop.
2: <laughs> I kid. Um, That'd be funny. What would be I, really funny is like two years from now that happens because this video caught traction on YouTube. And so then people are doing it like way delayed. Like you're just going to get yeah. pee-pee-poo-poo poo, poo emails for you the rest of your career, career now.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so my website is robertlucas.co, C-O. Um, there's no M. Uh, if you want to email me, you can do that at robert at robertlucas.co. And that's pretty much it.
2: And then uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can listen to us on any platform, but you should definitely be subscribing on YouTube and getting access to the exclusive content we have coming out every day, twice a day on the daily. So with that, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast.